problem. Are we recording? We're yeah. doing it now? As soon as you're ready. Alive. How, how are we going to start this off? Old school intro? Like... Want the lyric? Or the lyric? <laughs> give us a lyric, Gordon. Give us a lyric. Be the bad guy and give us a <laughs> Well, the only, the one that comes to mind, obviously, is uh, I'm a bad guy. Duh. This week we're doing When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face. Welcome to the Essential Albums Podcast, where three guys from 85 have a conversation about some of the biggest albums ever and forgotten favorites from yesteryear. We'll dive into an album's place and culture, discuss its merits, and decide if a record holds up and it's worth your time. Of course, we get into a lot more than just that, so join longtime friends Ryan, that's me, Gordon and Anise, reliving some of these classics. All right, so... We're this doing is the first new album. We're doing a huge classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is easily the the newest album that we've done. I mean, Definitely. it's just yeah. over a year old. And it's also kind of this one was a little different too because this is one that none of us were really that familiar with, if I am correct. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't. I heard it around. Well, this the house was a Ryan pick. So, what yeah, was Ryan your pick. first experience with this album? Clarissa would play it around the house a lot, and I would, you know, just okay. I'm digging some of these tracks. Some good stuff. But uh, now, did she play this album, or did she just play like a lot of random songs? Because I know there's like a ton of remixes, or just you know songs what? pre this album. Yeah. Well, I was disappointed that there were some songs not on this album, and I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, like I think I forget. I think it's called Everything Watch. I Want. <laughs> Everything I Want. You guys know that song? Maybe I listened to a the video lot of she's her stuff. Like in a car. <laughs> two anyway, three weeks. <laughs> really like it, and it's not on the album. Yeah, because uh, even a lot of the songs that, because I, my, for, for me, listening to Billie Eilish, um, there was like some of the singles that you kind of would hear in passing. My my brother would play songs. And it wasn't like kind of after the fact, we're going through this, listening to everything leading up to this, where I'm like, oh, okay, I know that song. It's like, oh, that was a YouTube ad where I was kind of recognizing songs. So for me, yeah. it was just kind of through the ether. Okay, yeah. yeah. Her being in the ether of of the universe and the internet that really helps your promotion yeah but bad guy but the b- bad guy was the first song where it's like this is billy eilish oh that's how you identified yeah. yeah so it was like that was like the first time like this is billy eilish and see, then my first one was ocean eyes see um because that, that was like the very first single right big yeah i think SoundCloud. that was like 2015 or 16 when yeah i was like so like i knew the name but i didn't know what like i you know what i mean like i knew yeah. the name i had no idea what her music sounded like it was just mm-hmm. sort of yeah, I think I think like it's almost like there's a bit of a reaction against Ocean Eyes on this album, a little bit, like how she references it. What? What song does she reference Ocean Eyes? I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'll cut this out. But while, yeah, but while you're looking for that, um, my first experience uh, with this album was um, my wife. She never doesn't really recommend music to me very often, but she was like, check out this song. And then it was um, the song where she's, uh, um, it's got a crazy video where she's like crying like oil or black paint. And it's uh, when the party's over. And she's like, listen, it's not a good first song to introduce somebody on, but it, once in the context of the album, it's a pretty good song. Um, so that's why I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. But if she played like bad guy for me or bury a friend, right. I'd probably be like, okay, I'm digging this. Like that's a better, yeah. introduce somebody I, to actually, the intro. Actually, a thing for me that Interesting. my first like, like knowledge, I guess, of her was just her, her in interviews. Like she did a nar- couple of Nardwar interviews or just her on talk shows. She seemed cool. She seemed fun. She seemed pretty chill. She didn't seem like 
anything was prepackaged or anything like that, at least to me from the outside. She just seemed like she was just a girl being herself, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She seems to hold on to that. Which is another thing, like actually listening to like everything like listening to a lot of her stuff, like specifically this album. Her stuff isn't very like that. I, I find it more akin to like the early two thousands, like indie electro stuff that was going on as opposed mm. to like pop yeah not yeah. that there isn't pop elements because not, that was existed yeah, in indie rock as well and stuff and she's obviously writing this for the masses but uh yeah i found that it wasn't very like the minimalist yeah the minimalist it, aesthetic yeah. was is part of it which i found a lot of her earlier stuff wasn't as minimal interesting so there's more stuff going on did she come from like doing acoustic versions and that sort of thing. I know she has well, a lot out there. I her believe it was her brother. Yeah, yeah, her, her brother, brother Phineas produces all of her tracks. And write and writes with her. So right. I guess he was already in the music industry and he would write music. So he was like writing songs for her to sing. Is from what okay, from what yeah. I understand. And then they she sort of gained Yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, he he's kind of always like his her mom's their mom's a musician, so music's always kind of been an influence for them. And then he was producing stuff because he's four years older, so he was making music. He was actually had a recurring role on on Glee, like he's an actor, yeah. musician, and stuff like that. Um, and then as as time went on, they started working together and kind of developing their sound. So like, I mean, you got to think when in 2015 when Ocean Eyes came out, Billie Eilish is only 13 years old, right? Oh my God! So it's like. Yeah, she, like yeah, it's okay. It's, yeah, because her birth, she'll be 19 in December this year. Like she was born after 9 11. Right. So it's like once you put that insane. in context, you're like, how come, where's the stuff? And it's like, well, yeah, she's like very young. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was uh Which brought on a different, uh, me and my brother got into this uh, different argument, not argument, but a conversation about her. I'll bring it up later. Remind me. Remind me. It's more yeah. of an ending conversation. Okay, sure. <laughs> you got me. Cool. Um, so yeah, I guess what, what's your relationship to Billie Eilish? Like, well, I mean, do you, do you find like, do you, I thought we were dating. Like how often do you listen to her or do you, do you listen to other female artists down this path? Or is she just like so jarring? This is the new pop music and it's so jarring that it kind of just shook you and woke you up. And now you're, you're seeing this or is it because she won four Grammys? I didn't, I didn't even know she were, she won four Grammys. I actually kind of ex- thought she probably did, but I, it's her her voice is really good yes it is just like it, and it's really highlighted on the album like it's up close the production's like in the background sometimes there's nothing but her voice or maybe just a bass or maybe piano like mm-hmm. and there's layers of her voice and she's singing softly like she's close up on a mic so um i don't know if that answers your question but for the, i don't really know if she's how much she's writing everything like i don't know it's her and her brother but yeah really. like is she writing these lyrics uh, the lyrics a lot seem more mature than i would have thought for yeah and they well they and they also did age, say like during I... the lyric writing that they want to do a mix of personal stuff and make up characters and stories oh, and mix cool. them together so it's like you don't know what's what like so, what's real but and she's what's... co-writing the lyrics she's co-writing yeah, yeah her so, and her brother write pretty much everything so I, I i didn't really know so i mean when you ask what's your relationship to the artist it's that's kind of like asking what your your view of them is in your head, you know, it? your your like image of them, and a lot of it's mysterious because I don't know. There's not much enough about her. Yeah. Um, other than yeah, just that her voice is really good, so <laughs> I want to hear it. That's it. So is it is it 
is it the voice that her voice that ultimately attracted her or is it the beats like uh, it's not the beats it's the voice and like the well the that's, a, that's a whole package like the, the, aesthetic. the aesthetic comes from the voice and yeah. The, and yeah just the melodies they all they all reinforce this so, sort of image yeah that's a like feeling a, like how i was saying the early stuff i felt was a lot more like it sounded a lot fuller the production mm. I found with stripping that stuff away, you kind of, it does focus more on her voice and the vibe she's creating, which I think is one of the most important parts of this is what differentiates it. Like her voice is great. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of people with great voices who don't make good albums. Uh, what sure. I'm saying is like the whole like kind of darker yeah. sort of horror, <laughs> horror pop, I guess. I don't know. Edge to it. <laughs> yeah. That evil edge to it. Calculated. Like this, this in the album. It's... For, for me, like, uh, for me, uh, like for the relation, like my relationship with her was just like I was saying earlier, the ether, like just being a person on that goes on the internet, choosing ads, interviews, blah, 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 blah. I guess I had heard songs like in ads or just through other people playing yeah. it, but just didn't know that's Billie Eilish. And the first time, like, I guess I was the latest out of the three of us onto her, but was bad guy when that came out. And it wasn't even like the song. The song is good song don't get me wrong like i like the song it was the ending of the song when the song changed oh yeah Where i was like yeah, is this a, like is this another song or is this the same song <laughs> I, mean, I remember yeah. asking that to someone and they were like it's the same song i'm like oh i'm like i should listen to this <laughs> it's cool how that little that little spice that little unexpected moment makes you want to well, investigate because bad guy is sort of an outlier on this album because it is like really? more I no not like an outlier as in like it's so drastically different, but it is I don't know, has maybe because it was the first song I heard and it was heard like through people and radio really? or YouTube or whatever. It's like the poppiest I find. Uh, okay, I don't know. I, I didn't because it has like because I'm the bad guy. Duh. Well, there's also it's like, like the poppy well, like catchy. That's true, but it still it still has all the other elements. Yeah, it does. So it I does. didn't. I don't feel like it's out of place or no, anything. no, no. I'm not saying it's out of place, but I'm just saying. Compared to some of the other stuff that's going on on this album, it's got that four on the floor beat. So yeah. they chose it for the single. It's got a good hook. Yes, exactly. I mean, well, the other thing is too, like on on the radio, like you'd often hear remixes of that song, and like with with the way the song changes, mm -hmm. you kind of like, okay, is that is this a remix of the song? If you come into the song at at the second part of it, or when that change happens. Oh, really? Plus, the other thing is, I have no idea what also, <laughs> what, what other um, Justin Bieber. He's on a, a, there's an, a second version of it, which is also really popular with Justin Bieber okay. is, is singing on it as well. So like there's two different versions. So that's, mm. that's why it would probably made that song like so ubiquitous. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it probably has two different versions because it was so successful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the song itself was good enough that. How about you, Gordon? What's your relationship with Billie Eilish? <clears throat> um, well, I, so we, you picked this album. It was kind of like out of the dark. I didn't really like. I knew probably like three or four songs, the singles that that are big. Mm -hmm. So I, I took a little bit more of a of a deeper dive on it because like she only has the one album. Like you can listen to the playlist or the remixes and all that stuff too. And I just wanted to see kind of like the trajectory because when I first heard this album, just threw it on, listening to it, doing the dishes. Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette came to mind, like that attitude, and it had like a Cardigans kind of vibe to it, like some of the songs. 
So it's like it felt like it was like those two things kind of coming together and and it was updated. But I'm like that that's like really old school. That's not the right um, kind of path. So I went back and I listened I some of her influence. So I listened to Lord and I, I got it. I never really listened to Lord before, but I'm glad I did because she's only got two albums and they're both pretty solid. And then I also listened to a lot of uh, Lana Del Rey. Um, so I could see the influence. So like going going to what you were saying about the vibe thing, it seems like like Lana Del Rey it seems like she's all about creating like a vibe. So uh, I can see a lot of other artists being kind of influenced in that direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, there is a Lana Del Rey comparison, but I don't like Lana Del Rey like at all. I don't know what it is about her, <laughs> but I remember the first time someone played me Lana Del Rey, I'm like, I don't like this. And the and the and when they asked me the reasoning why, I'm like. Something just doesn't feel right to me. It feels like off, like something is like not right with like with what she's doing. It's, and it turns out it's like all an act. Like there you go. All inauthentic. Yeah, it's not actually it's her. Blah 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 blah. And I think that what a lot of the stuff, like the vibe that Billie Eilish is creating with this album, is what Lana Del Rey thinks she's doing. Right. But she's doing for me. I you can love Lana Del Rey and like love her character and like love the showmanship of it all or whatever, but. I don't know. There was just something about her when I first heard. I'm like, she's singing these songs, but I don't know. Like, it's, it's almost like she chose to do this style of music. You know, it's a lot more convincing when it's real. Yes. And clearly, Billie Eilish has been doing this from a really young age. So you can't really, if she was faking it, she's not anymore. Like, she's been <laughs> yeah, practicing I mean, it for too or we'll long. see where it goes. I mean, she hasn't had time to, to fake it. Well, I never, <laughs> I never really listened to Lord. The other big comparison is Lord. I never really listened to her. I just hated that Royal song so much that I just had no interest. <laughs> I, I, I recommend in... uh, Melodrama, the second album. That album's like really good. I liked it a lot. I, you know, I like elements of Lord, but the lyrics sometimes I'm like, that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, well, Definitely for the kids. first album, Pure Heroin, which has like Royals and all that stuff on it. I mean, yeah, that that's that album. If you never bought it, you probably won't like bought into that sound yeah. or whatever. Well, you, I like you probably the sound, like it. and I like her voice. It's but just the second the... album is definitely a step. She takes it, she Even matures it, and, and lyrically she matures the beats. Everything's like just a step up. So that's, that's one why thing I, I didn't get it. from Billie Eilish at all. I never felt like it was lyrically immature. It was always only like... one thing, and it annoyed me the first time I heard it. It's kind of like ignored. But in what? Bad Guy, when she goes, duh. <laughs> Actually, no, I felt the same. I was like, why way. is she doing this? It's like so unnecessary. But that's, no, that's her thing. It's okay. She's just being a little I know, playful. I know, I know. Now you get to know her, so you're okay with the duh. So I guess I guess <laughs> we can not. we can probably kick off a well, couple. Well, I guess there's, there's, sorry to cut you off, but there's also like the whole office samples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry. I like so, that stuff. So what's what do you think is the biggest song? Is it clearly clearly bad guy i think i think so i think so that because even if there was songs that came out before that people liked better for me personally i thought that was the biggest because that's how i put the name to the artist maybe i'm just an old man who (laughs) picked up on it late which i don't know i feel like i'm usually on top of these things maybe i just wasn't paying attention i don't know that i i think it's everything i want or everything i wanted that's that's the song it um i think that's gonna be a big song well actually i think it came out in january though so i don't know for like over a year so what is that a part of? Like, is there another album that I'm unaware of? She just releases singles, I believe. Yeah, she's These like kids always on SoundCloud. Like, I mean, what that that SoundCloud yeah section of music is always designated for rappers, but like she's known for kind of taking that on and, and okay. using that kind of model yep. to bring her success. Cool. Well, yeah, just, who needs albums? <laughs> it's funny because she has a song Zanny where she kind of like speaks against almost all that whole image of the soundcloud rapper popping the mm-hmm. popping the pills that's good very timely lyrics yeah um so yeah. 
Um, so what's your favorite song on this, Ryan? My favorite song is when the party's over. Yeah. Yeah. And Every time that comes on, I immediately my attention is like you know, the song. It reminds, and it's so quiet. I just it reminds me of Bon Iver, his second okay, album. Yeah. His second album. Yeah. Can't yeah. Think of the name. That's what I got those vibes off of it. Yeah. Which is goes back to like my comparison to it had more for me personally listening through it, it had more of like the indie rock sort of aesthetic. So but only it's almost as if they have this album laid out where they alternate the feel consistently. It's like song with a bit more evil edge or a little bit poppier and then like mm-hmm. something softer, more ballad, more pretty, and not for too long. You know, maybe one or two songs before they throw another darker song in the mix just to keep that vibe going yeah with the chains and the spikes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I agree i mean i like that I, it's not my favorite song but i like that song too i mean it's yeah. hard in the context of the album it's hard not to get kind of wrapped up and it kind of slows down and you hear that warm bass throughout it and then well see these songs i heard like all mixed up originally a lot clarissa's oh, okay. playing these so out of context. Yeah, so, just out of context. whenever that one came on though i was like ah like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay attention for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Works for me. How about you, Anise? Uh, my favorite track off of this is probably um, "You Should See Me in a Crown." That's that actually my favorite song. I love yeah. the beat drop. Oh, that's the that's <laughs> the one where she references uh, Ocean Eyes, and she's kind of see, it's got this evil edge against her, like younger. Well, it has like yourself. it has like the sound of like knives sharpening like all throughout the song. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's great yeah it's good it's definitely yeah. one of the bangers on this no I, yeah i like when uh For sure. i know i'm like this this song like could have been a single how come this didn't catch on and it was like the lead single from this song. yeah it was like used in a bunch because i'm like i'm surprised so i'm like i'm surprised this wasn't used in a bunch of stuff because it seems like a song that'd be used in like soundtracks yeah. tv shows i go look it up i'm like oh yeah, it was like using a whole bunch of shit i'm like oh fuck to be honest though, i'm just blind to this. Before, I was before i got her aesthetic though when the first time i heard the song I was like, this girl seems kind of mean. <laughs> so, well, so I didn't really like it. I was like, I, why you got to be so mean? The thing for me is like listening to these songs individually because I did, whenever we first like decide on an album, I always kind of just jump in and like kind of reemerge myself like with the singles and stuff right off the hop, watching videos and stuff yeah. to remind myself like when I first heard this stuff. For, so I did it with her, but for her, I have like no context. So I'm just seeing these music videos mm-hmm. and stuff for the first time. And she does like videos designed for your cell phones. Like she does vertical videos. So you can, oh, of course. And stuff like that. I'm like, oh, and she'll have two videos these for songs. And I'm going to say that a lot this podcast. I forget what I, was, what I was describing. I forget where I was going there. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. So yeah, you see the, I hear, like I heard the singles. I'm like, oh, these are like good songs. Like these are like really cool songs. Like I'm surprised I never picked up on this before. And then when I went through and listened to the album, I felt like because of the aesthetic and the sound and the vibe that the whole album created, hearing those songs in the context of the album almost made them better. Yeah. Because they were like completely. a song like You Should See Me in a Crown pops way more when it's following Zanny. You once know? you get it, once you get her, who, what the character is, like whether yeah. it's fake or not, it seems pretty real. Like I'm sure she's not like really evil or anything, but um, once you get it, yeah, everything falls into place. Yeah. So I could see that maybe, you know, you should see me in a crown. People maybe heard that song initially and they didn't get it. So it took a, it took a slightly poppier song with a <laughs> duh in it <laughs> to yeah. help people. To get the masses. Yep. And yeah. I mean, the other thing is that I started to, I, I think Bad Guy was like the first song that crossed over onto rock radio. Oh, that, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know why. Well, I don't really listen to radio. For me, but, I, okay, I, I don't know when, why. When you I say kept... rock radio, you still refer to Edge? Yes. Because they play modern music now. It's not. Oh, do they? Well, it's I haven't. Not modern because rock. of the pandemic, I haven't listened to a whole lot. Like, oh. usually I'm driving well, my car to work. Driving my uh, car to work. So since March, I haven't really listened okay. to the radio consistently. Wait, what's yeah. your favorite song on this, Gordon? Um, you should see me with a crown or in a crown. Yeah. Um, I just like the suddenness when the beat drops and yeah, all of a sudden it goes extremely like, yeah, it's just like super anxiety. Like all of a sudden just like a wave, like an edge. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's good. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you got like the, the hi-hat, like all the, the trap beats and stuff like that. They're, they're yeah. trying on here too. That's pretty cool. Uh, I also want to mention uh bury a friend. I thought, I think that's a really mm. good track. Yeah. And I, from what I read, I tell me if I'm wrong, but, uh, that was like the song, like the first song that was written for the album. And they kind of built the album sort of on that aesthetic of that song. Interesting. Which I, which made me find the placement on the album kind of interesting. Be, this might be me overanalyzing the track mm-hmm. listing of an album. But I feel like that's almost a culmination of the album is that song. And then the songs mm-hmm. following it, they're all kind of more, they kind of, there's, they still have the same sort of aesthetic as the first song, but it's almost like there's something different about them. They're a lot more ballady near the end. Yeah, it's definitely letting yeah. you down slowly yes, at the end. Yes, Denouement. Yes, exactly. And it I, it works great. Like, I love the, the second, like, the back half of this album. It's, it's still great, but I just I almost feel like that's a culmination of everything, and it's almost like it, she lets it breathe out at the end. It's almost like mm. she's... And then you hear like the new Bond song, and it's that that song sounds like it could could have been Definitely. on the latter half of this album. She kind of has a Bondy vibe, though. Yeah, I think she did good with that one too. Yeah, I like that they went with went with her version because I know I think with Spectre there was like a Radiohead version and a Sam Elliott version, and this Radiohead version was like way more like darker and more yes. mellow. And I'm like, I'm glad they, even though they didn't use it on the Radiohead, they kind of learned a lesson and went. I mean, people probably love the. That was, was Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yeah. Mm. I might have said Sam Elliott there, but yeah, Sam Smith. <laughs> yeah, cool for Sam Elliott. <laughs> um, and yeah, and just to add on to your point with the uh, um, the last kind of three tracks on on the album. I mean, even Goodbye kind of starts looping, and you see she's it's like a rewind of the album. Mm-hmm. It's designed like that to mm-hmm. get you to go back to the first, like yeah. near the end. It's like bad yeah. guy. Like she's pretty much going through every song. She, yeah, she's yeah, pretty much just like, like an outro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty much an outro. Yeah um so yeah, yeah i like the little skits and stuff throughout like the fact that it has an intro and an outro that kind of stuff it's nice it's uh yeah it that's what albums are for so mm-hmm. that's what the that's what the kids are missing um yeah. so what, what song do you skip then if there's a song that you skip i know the album's like 40 something minutes so it's like if you had to pick one though which song would you would you skip you know what i do i wasn't mm. like the intro you don't like her talking about her invisalign <laughs> yeah well <laughs> for me time. for me like that that's probably my pick just because i like i know it's like a kind of a cop-out pick yeah, it is but, a I'll, but i'll but i'll give my reasoning why i okay. always skip that if that opening track is just some sort of bullshit that you're putting on the front yes i'll listen to it the first time and if it's funny whatever from time to time i'll play that opening skit or whatever intro it is nine times out of ten I'm just jumping right to the meat of the album. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> it's not like that does anything. It's just like, I'm taking on my Invisalign. This is the album. Like, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. You don't, you don't have to hear the same joke over and over again. Yeah. So, for me, I just like... Like, after the first time I listened to this album, I was just clicking on Bad Guy. And yeah. you just sort of let it play out. Because, the, like, the album flows so well. You just sort of... I, it, it, like, it, for, it was funny, too. Like, listening to it at the gym. Because that's where I do a lot of my, like... S- 
solo music listening with like earbuds and everything even on like the latter half where it kind of gets chill i'm still sort of working out (laughs) but uh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I actually, I kind of tend to skip "Bad Guy." I mean, obviously, the first track would be included in that. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard that a lot. And I love the end too much to skip. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but no, I, you know, I've heard it enough though. I, what I really like about her is the more like vulnerable, like close, soft vocal stuff. So, you know, I go to Zanny. Yeah, Zanny's a good one. That one has like that that song has a very bond sort of feel to it, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, op- the opening And the opening the opening like the how it's all jazzy and stuff kind of reminds mm. me of um Feist's first album when she kind of had the more oh, yeah. jazzy vibe going going on. There's a, some weird things that she reminds me of this indie artist that probably nobody will know Azure Ray. You guys ever heard of this? But yeah, no, I, years ago, my friend Julia got me some music but yeah some of the same melodies and tone of voice also melodrone there's one song that kept reminding me of melodrone eight like that's like has you guys are the only people who probably (laughs) yeah i I actually i I, like i felt like that had a very like early aughts indie indie sound to that song eight yeah yeah that's probably maybe that's what it's funny you mentioned that because that's probably the song i'm most likely to skip just because i don't like the intro with kind of like the childish like kind of almost baby talk in the ukulele it's true i, I mean oh, once yeah. you get after yeah. that she, it's probably good but it's should, like right off the top should she also mention should also mention she just had her own signature ukulele released by fender Ooh, so, fender ukulele. she's a legit yeah. ukulele player sweet so that's I mean, a toy I instrument my favorite song are you, are you gonna take it's my it, favorite are now. you gonna take it back now <laughs> it's my favorite now actually <laughs> no i know what you mean though like i don't I like after got... you get after those 30 seconds at the beginning i'm sure yeah it's the great squeaky high voice thing like, like i never found that appealing even in dance songs or whatever. i'm just like why am i hearing this weird manipulated person's voice like yeah i never understood the appeal of that <laughs> i wrote never. okay this might sound weird and my, i might be way off because i haven't listened to this band in years i wrote uh tune yards i'm like this reminds me of tune yards i'm like does it though i'm like what does even tune yards sound like <laughs> but i just remember her i could be completely off might be thinking of the wrong band but i remember her or possibly a different band spe- singing in like the same sort of baby squeaky voice oh, okay yeah yeah so with a ukulele <laughs> i could be way off that sucks that that's on two albums then <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah i guess talking about songs that kind of remind me of other songs um the, the wish you were gay that's the yeah. song that's the most cardigan sounding like especially in like the second half of it when the instruments are yeah full yeah. Out. yeah yeah to me it totally reminded me of losing a friend by the cardigans <laughs> does that like, kind of remind you of uh or similar does that kind of remind you of a dre beat the way it's like the big beats with the piano dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> it's like yo did dre produce this <laughs> would be cool if he did what was is that a, is there like that little synth thing on the end of that i confused the tracks in the um wish you were gay and the one before that um kind of ha- and with like that big synth kind of sound and it reminded uh, me of dre oh, the good girls go to hell it's another good that has like a bounce song. that has that gives me a lily allen vibe with the, yeah. bou- the yeah. bouncy beat bouncing Get that, yeah. is it a single sounds like it would be i think there's like I think they're all singles <laughs> i think this album has like only singles yeah, there's seven tracks what is it what is a single what does that mean anymore <laughs> yeah that's true i mean when, what is a single really but yeah, no, I mean, there's there's seven singles, so I don't think that one was a single, though. Which one were you guys looking at? All Good Girls Go to Hell. Oh, that was the sixth single. Six yeah. out of seven. All right. It made the cut. Oh, nice. <laughs> cut. 
Um, that's a pretty long album for. An well, album it's only forty these... minutes. Pretty I short. Guess so. <laughs> I guess I look at fourteen tracks, but I forget that there's. Uh... They're short. Yeah, the they're longest short the and... longest song on here is like four fifty one. I love you. Yeah, and the which is a uh, interesting. I I it's it's funny because it's like a love song, but it's not really. I don't really find it like it's not really a ballad. Just sort of a slow, a yeah. slow love song. She performed that one on TV, didn't she? At SNL. I didn't actually get to watch it. I just saw the link before you guys got here. But <laughs> yeah, I haven't I seen. Know. Actually, to be completely honest, I haven't seen too many YouTube videos with her singing. Um, I really watch the colors videos of her performing. Those are the colors videos are always really cool. Okay, mm. I'll check those out. Yeah, I mean, I've seen more interviews with her as she was becoming like a presence. Like one of the early videos I remember watching was she's a big Office fan, uh, yeah. so like Rain Wilson from The Office was like asking her trivia, and that was a YouTube video. It was like ten minutes long, and it had like it was in my feed, and it had like millions of views, and yeah. it was like. Okay, I'm hearing interviews and like I'm looking at an, a rock star interview before I even know who the rock star is. Like, yeah, because she's she's definitely reached that point where uh, it's like that whole cool on the internet thing where it's even if you don't listen to her, she sort of like does all the YouTube shows, does like the rounds. Right. And blah, blah, you said blah. that and the tiny table. Yeah, she's a tiny desk. She's on colors. Tiny she's desk, on yeah. Nard, a couple of Nardwar interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, she's sort of her whole presence is the internet which is the way to do it honestly well yeah so that that brings up an interesting question uh could she as an artist be uh popular doing what she was doing like in the 90s like uh, taking the aesthetic that she's taken uh, or, I think so. or would well, the record companies have like you know oh, no. tried Definitely to squeeze out? No, no. yes. Because well, remember, there's no internet. It depends then. on you the, the right. so you, you have to follow their channels to become successful. Well, so like somebody like Britney Spears only exists because like she's hot. If she was right. ugly, like would she be as popular? Right? Like I mean, you have to be well, everything. Well, you have to be like hundred well, percent everything. Right? Well, she was just manufactured. It was just like, well, not to say that she has no talent or skill or anything, but. It's almost like they could have placed anyone in that position to fill that role. Would she have succeeded if she only had talent? Even her skill? is like a character because she's like she doesn't do her natural accent and like we're seeing now on Instagram she's crazy. Whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> controversial. But, but I, I, I say free Britney. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I think that's like what makes she needs the help. What man. makes her uh, Billie Eilish so important right now is that she's able to do this on her own terms. Yes. She's manufactured her her own market. Her own audience, right. other, and she controls it. The, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, well, no. Well, I was gonna go back to that '90s thing. In the '90s, we had a person like we can make a really close comparison as a person, person like Bjork, right? Because she was signed when she was like 14, hmm. and she recorded Actually, like that's a good point. She did do stuff, I believe, at the beginning that was like with the record company. I think she was like in a band and stuff. I, yeah, it's all muddy, but she wasn't a band, yeah. But uh, but now then she kind of did had debut which wasn't her debut she had albums before but it's almost like this is my debut yeah yeah then but that, that's in post. iceland man that's a different place different world <laughs> i know it's a different world but it was it was <laughs> happening mean? like someone was i mean she's signed as like a... the only she's like the only one that comes to mind so i don't yeah, know but your point is that it is somehow possible, possible if you live in iceland well yeah yeah you, you mentioned it off the, the top right you mentioned it off the top have... too alanis morissette was first a pre-packaged pop star and then she released jagged little pill after yeah but so do you have to first like you know no, well, yes if you, you find the right company if you find the right then... producer or you can just say no if you if you have like the backbone to say no and you don't want to do something then say no well now you can because you say no I'm you gonna, could have done it I'm back then but you had no other options well they'd be like you're under contract we're not doing anything else with you well, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. your choice. Yeah, they drop you. 
Yeah. Because to them, you're not the talent. You're just a singer. But now you can fall back and because you don't need them to distribute your yeah. album. You don't need them to put a bunch of money into your marketing. You exactly. Don't, you can just... So now she would have... like if this was desk. Yeah. Like if she'd released this album on her own in the 90s, a label may have like signed her. But at that point, it would have been like more of an indie rock thing because she released it herself. But if she would have got like a record deal and then they built an album, that's a whole different story. It's true. It depends on which label route. picks her up. Whatever like route if an you indie, take. If an indie, like, sub-op or something Because you have a up. person like Lady Gaga who was, like, wasn't she bouncing around, like, the corporate system for a while? She was, like, in reality shows. They tried doing different stuff. She was, like, recording an album for years. And she was pretty authentic when she came out. It was all her. She was writing and all that. I guess so. I always felt like she was a bit of an actor, too. But Well, she took on a persona. Yeah. Like the Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the thing with her. You don't know. We, this, this is what I was bringing up at the top. I'll, I'll bring it up now. Like I was bringing it up at the top. Me and my brother got into this whole thing. What route is Billie Eilish going to take? Yeah. Is she going to go and continue making music with her brother? Or is like the next album going to have like a bunch of collabs with a bunch of artists? Like are we going to get like a hundred features now? Like is the next album going to have like featuring this person and that person and the other thing and produced by this person and like she co-wrote this with that person, which is fine if that's what she wants to do, but... Do what do just... you want to see? Because we have no way of knowing. I mean, I are they going to keep recording songs yeah. in their bedroom? Yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? Like uh, that's that's artistically though. Depend. I don't care where they record it, but what do you want to hear from the next album? Like, do you want her to collab with a bunch of people? Or it sounds like you don't. Don't. No, I want to see like an, at least not right away. The the collab thing. I think I. Whatever. That's a. I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to put more thought in who she's collabing with. Is I guess is going to be on Kanye's next album. But, uh, but uh, no, just like because even like an artist like Drake, he'll do collabs, but his albums are just mainly just him. Mm-hmm. So if she does whatever, she can collab on the side or release singles. That'd be cool. But if her next like album, I just want to see her push the envelope even more, like yeah. build on this sound. I don't want to see her do like a, you know, start making songs more like radio friendly because now. Like does radio even exist? I guess it exists, but uh, I don't, like, know if, I don't know if she makes music for the radio. Exactly, though. like I, it yeah. seems so. Uh, the radio the for thing. her seems so foreign. But that's the thing. I don't want her to start doing that because she got radio play because now she's famous and she's, she's a Grammy award winning yeah. and she's gonna be like pulled in every direction. You don't want her to sell out. It's not even selling out. It's just I don't want her to like conform. I want her to like push the boundaries of what pop music can be as opposed to mm-hmm. conforming to what it already is. Yeah, you want her to yeah. say something I new. I mean to add yeah. to add to what you're saying, like what the way I, I agree with what you're saying and and to throw on top, I think I hope she keeps working with like developing her sound. Maybe the next two or three albums are like this and as long as she's continuously like showing growth and improvement with her I'm brother not even, as the producer. I'm not even saying like this. Because if she releases a bunch of albums like this, that's also a waste too. I want to see different. Yeah, like push it. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm saying push it, but like no, like if she's gonna work with her brother and her brother mm. is the one that's responsible for what we're hearing, then once they know like that, she's ready to take a step with maybe another producer, not being afraid mm. to do that. Like I don't want to see her and her brother tied at the hip forever because obviously she's got a good voice and yeah. she can she'd well, be good on different sounds. Yeah. Phineas, but I do like this sound. Phineas, so like Phineas released the solo. Like I know he releases solo stuff. So you have like an yeah, I didn't listen to it. I, I saw, it, I saw it, but I didn't listen yeah, to it. Yeah, this is very much not marketed as a duo. No, so, that was no, that not. was another conversation my brother and me got into. My brother was like, "Well, her brother's writing for her, so she's not going to like just jump ship." I'm like, "Well, it's called Billie Eilish. It yeah. isn't like a group." 
so it's ultimately her. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She, she can, is going to. Yeah, she can make a pure, brother. She can time? make like a bubblegum pop album if she wants to, which is fine if as long as it's good. I hope she doesn't. <laughs> if it's good, whatever. That'd be and it, that would be very interesting actually. But yeah, uh, the, yeah, I, yeah, I'd want to see her like you know play with the sound and like. Could, but which could happen because I know she's a big uh, Tyler the Creator fan, and Tyler likes to push the boundaries. So hopefully that's where she takes inspiration. Yeah. Hmm. Not knowing like how much of the lyrics are. Maybe this information is out there, but not knowing how much of the lyrics are her or not. Like I kind of want to hear just her lyrics, <laughs> just to actually get inside of her head. Well, but. you do. We do know that. Um, Two of the tracks, When the Party's Over and My Strange Addiction, yeah. are just her brother. Yeah. Solely. Yeah, that's interesting. There, are, The other ones don't have, at least on Wikipedia, don't seem to have credit writing credits. Yeah. So is there, like, since this whole album's, like, almost singles, is there, like, an underrated song? Uh, I would say When the Party's Over doesn't get enough tension. <laughs> probably like i feel like all of her songs are just like listen to like crazy online maybe yeah i, I how do you judge like this? when the party's over is our fifth most popular on spotify mm-hmm. has so, almost a billion uh, listens so fifth it out of seven isn't that good so i'd say underrated <laughs> fifth out of seven you said seven singles didn't you Somebody oh, no, no, like they, she has like a bunch of stuff. Oh, right. Here. Spotify doesn't just have singles on, yeah not the radio yeah no so I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid album from yeah. top to bottom. I mean, I I, I, I also had uh, You Should See Me in a Crown for this one, too, just because it was the lead single, but it's I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. go so I'm like, too. It's, it's the most underrated single. I'll put yeah, because even like for me, I was like, it should have been used in stuff, and it was, and the fact that I didn't realize it. Like, it wasn't ever, like a bunch of popular stuff. It was just sort of, yeah. Commercial or something. Yeah, it was like a show I don't watch and mm. video game. I don't know, but it's just like one of those things where I'm like, I feel like the song should have been every but again that just probably my taste i'm like the song should have been everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah i i also think it's probably part of like you had to kind of get to know her first and that yeah i guess was, it is pretty dark one i guess to... it is i guess it is pretty dark for for to be like a real huge hit yeah mm-hmm. and then um i don't i don't think we asked this but what do you think is the most overplayed song i mean we probably already answered it but well a bad guy for me bad guy that's why i skip it it's the biggest and it's the most over i just i'll i'll say this because uh i didn't realize it was um her at the time but bury a friend was in a youtube ad so i heard it and i watched like a lot of youtube so Mm -hmm. i would see it like just hear like the small like five second bit of it like over and over (laughs) and over yeah and over danger putting music in a commercial so now when i hear the song it's like i like the song but when it like gets to that part i'm like the fucking youtube ads (laughs) all of the youtube ads just go right into your brain having like fucking like flashbacks yeah so do you like that do you like the song more or less knowing that it's kind of like a nod to like kanye west's black skinhead what Um, uh friend very friend yeah yeah whatever i like kanye Kanye, please. you're cool with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it too. I mean, I'm, I didn't I'm just... know that. What, what do you mean? It's a nod to. Um, so like the drumming on like "Bury a Friend" and like the sounds and yeah. all of it. Uh, well, not all of it, but like I. <laughs> yeah, and you hear it's like oh, okay, okay. the drumming in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the drumming. But um, you can almost play them like side by side. No, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like Kanye. It's because it, it, you're going to see the echo now. Because like 
Like, uh, just the other day, what was it? Graduation had its 13th, it was released 13 years ago. It's like, holy cow, like that album is 13 years old. So, obviously, like, you're going to start hearing influence. Yeah. Like, you from should. these artists from when we were, from <laughs> right, when we yeah, were yeah. in high school and in uh, college and stuff, we're going to start hearing that influence. Yeah. And this is like a prime example. Like, it's evolution, baby. We've noted, like, even if it was intentional or unintentional, we've noticed, like, you've mentioned a couple of artists. Like I mentioned, Bon Iver, Feist, and Dre, and stuff like that. So obviously, we're hearing these influences, whether it's intentional or not. Yeah, that one stuff's starting to come I imagine through. Was intentional. Oh yeah, that was very <laughs> intentional. That was very intentional. That's cool. So here, uh, here's kind of like a, a random question. I mean, you, you would. This is for you, Ryan. Um, listening up? to this album, how did it differ compared to other albums that we've discussed in terms of the recording quality or the production? Yeah. Like, was it you listen to, to it on speakers and, and headphones. Was this album ideal on headphones? Okay, so, you know, like, there's a few times on the album where they crank the bass. And, and it, it distorts. And it distorts on purpose where yeah. they're, like, artificially distorting it, right? So, but I, I, I kept thinking, like, I'm blowing my speakers. Or I think that's so what they want you to think. I know, but it's... it's a, I, I'm so attuned to hearing that, like, and avoiding the sound. So as soon as I hear that, I'm like, I have a knee-jerk you feel reaction. Like turn down the volume. You're like, shit, I gotta turn it down. Something's breaking. Um, so it's an old man in you. The, yeah, that I guess. Yeah, it sounds very much like rattle the trunk in the like with subwoofers in the back of your car, that sort of thing. But um, outside of that, it's really minimal, and compared to all the, like the other albums that we've we've. Uh, looked Talk at yeah. this this one's like definitely vocal focused and there's the vocals are up close a lot of the time sometimes there is more involved beat but usually there's layers of vocals as well or some cool vocal effect going on or something like that so it's yeah it's really about her and a lot of the beats so almost it, sound like it's a like a key, like a super advanced keyboard demo of like spooky or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's you not get much these to like it. you get these like really like electro electric electronic sounding like bass and beats that are like one in the same. Yeah, some of them some of the, like tones. Some of the beats are like the bass is like almost completely toneless. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there and like there's a muffled kick drum. And then then her that leaves so much room for the treble in her voice. Yeah. Because then you can, yeah, then you can just make yeah, the it album's super like, shiny. Like, her voice is, like, just spotlighted, like, what all did, over this album. What did she win the Grammys for? Do you, uh, do you know? Best New Artist, Best uh, Record and Album, and then um, whatever the best song is for Bad Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Phineas won also, like, Producer of the Year. So, the fact that it's so much highlighted about her and it's her name, like, yeah, she's probably, she's going to do stuff without him at some point. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how long this is gonna last. We'll see. And he's obviously gonna do stuff without her, which um, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it too. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see him work with other artists. Yeah. Well, maybe he has. I don't even know. Probably. Yeah. He. I mean, he has. I mean, nothing. Billie Eilish is like the yeah, the, all, the premier stuff that yeah. he's done. But he's he's obviously doing more work and mm-hmm. and he's working on his solo stuff too. Yeah. As time goes by, he's probably gonna be more in demand. I, I wonder. If I can she... see him fading into more just of a producer type and less of a a musician that's like, hey, Phineas, like, look out for me on the radio. He's gonna be more behind the scenes, like, I guess producing, so. that's helping. Kind of is right now. He I mean... is now, and yeah, just continue that. Like, well, I mean, his I don't know how his newest album his album's gonna do. Right. Right. Um, we'll see how that goes, but. Um, yeah, I can see him just being like as a strict, almost like I'm maybe like a Rick Rubin type where he's yeah. just working with everyone. You know what I would really like to see her do next then is to produce her own stuff. Like what what would 
what choices would she make? Would she make the choice to highlight her voice that much and make it just about that? And that's well, cool if she would. I just want to. I'm, that's where my curiosity. Well, that's part was. of that is it being a debut album and you're a solo act, so you're going to highlight your instruments. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, like musically, what would she choose to do next? Would she? Well, yeah, that's would whole, she put more energy into the music. Well, that, that's the, the whole, instrumental. That's side? the whole thing. Like this is highlighting her voice. Is she going to just keep doing that, or is she going to play yeah. with the fact that she, which she already does on this album? She, yeah, yeah. So she does. She, you'd she assume she's going to continue doing stuff like that. Who knows if she if she was just making her own thing? I mean, I, collaborations are great, but if you really want to get into the the mind of an artist, solo work is really where you. That's your direct route. Yeah, but sometimes uh, stuff's better in a group than individual. Definitely true. <laughs> mm, definitely true. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope she uh, bounces on to other producers. Like, I mean, it'd be sweet to see her and like Nigel Godrich do an album together. Like, <laughs> let's let's see what happens it's with that. I mean, that's wishful thinking. That'll never happen. But um, never say never. Um, so I guess I'll. She's only got one album, but I'll ask it. Where does this album rank in like her uh, her catalog? I know my, my brother, mm. who was sort of like a bigger fan, I guess he started listening to her like on SoundCloud. He kept saying, I liked her earlier stuff better. But it's, but it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, though. Like he was, he was a big fan of the EP where I was like, from what I heard, the early stuff was good. Like there's some tracks that stood out to me, like the early stuff, like Watch. And I don't know. I'd have to look at the names again. But um, from this, I thought this album was like her best stuff. Yeah, well, I, I really liked everything I wanted, though, that... I wished it was on this album. And Ocean Eyes is really good, too. I, I, but outside of those, I can't... I don't think I've heard anything else. I mean, Ocean Eyes is the first Maybe one that comes acoustic. to mind for me. And I, I think everything on this album is better than Ocean Eyes. Like, Ocean Eyes isn't a bad song. Yeah. But it's, like, just... It's not her. Like, this album feels like this is... Yeah. Okay, this is Billie Eilish. Thanks. I'm on board. Right. But, like, if you're going to, like, try and be poppier, I guess... She was 13. Do not be I don't know if she's only 13, you know, but... Do not be really cool. Like, whatever. Because you know how she has, like, this whole aesthetic with, like, her baggy clothing and the hoodie and, like, the fucking dark makeup and the hair in front of her face, all that crap? Yeah. It'd be cool if she, like, pulled a Bowie and did, like, two albums like this or whatever and then yeah. flipped it right up and just was, like, completely different. That's what like, you want. completely looked different. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> That's what... I want to see a lot of the time. Like, I think we're we're the same in that way. I just want to see the artists push the boundaries and yeah, just try do new something shit. crazy. Um, there's something like if you do like an artist sound, there's one thing with like yeah, if they're that's their business, they just do that same album every two years and slightly different, you know. But uh, the artists that for me that stand out are always the ones that change it up, even if it's like slightly just in the way it's produced and the way it's, you know, just go record it somewhere different, somewhere you've never been, you know, that's obviously going to influence it. Like just do different things to keep it fresh. It adds to the whole experience as the story of the album. Which they to... did with this album. Cause you can say from the early recordings and stuff, they kind of refine that sound yeah. into this album. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the, rank, the, the album rank. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Uh, she has some good acoustic versions out there too. I think I, seen track listings for playlists and there's way more songs than i thought she had but like half of them are acoustic yeah i know that was like the craziest part when when i went on spotify it's like another i guess eye-opening when you click on just her discography yeah she has the one album but then you look at singles and eps and it's like whoa you could have released other albums but that's not how these things are no, packaged no. these days yeah we'll not. never see a uh, what a Pisces Iscariot in between or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. No point. <laughs> they have the internet now, so it's already out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a smart way to do it. And I've been saying it for years. This is what every 
art like then they're doing it now but like it's what every artist should do just release a bunch of singles release an album like that way you have the one album like if you're going to be an artist that's going to reinvent yourself all the time that way you do have a bunch of songs where you were doing it we hear it all we hear the b-sides yeah. the bangers the singles the this the ballads the everything from that era and then mm-hmm. move on to your next era whatever you want to do next or we can see the progression through those singles sometimes you see that in an artist they won't release an album in five years but they'll have four singles and you kind of hear it yeah the changed or like trying new sounds yeah it is encouraging though that this album is an album like it's not just a collection of singles yeah i mean there's a lot of singles on it but like there's tracks on here that are designed for albums so that's nice that the you know, the art form will continue to so do you think, for a few years at least. Do you think with this album, it was the natural progression of the way pop music is going since it's hip hop rap is obviously the most mainstream right now, the most mainstream genre of music. Do you think this was the natural progression pop music is going or do you think she created something new and other pop artists well, are going to try and step into she's this obviously world, they're playing step with like, into this genre? I, I would say both. They're playing with some of the hip hop sounds. Yeah. Like obviously with the deep bass and and like the mm-hmm. like the pretty much the ending of Bad Guy, that whole beat switch is just like a hip hop yep. <laughs> song. But her aesthetic is kind of new. Like, I mean, just the combination of elements, that's, that kind of makes her stand out. Well, it's definitely like it's like a child of the um, internet. You're hearing like she has the 90s influence. She has like the current hip hop influence. Yeah. She has her own influence and just like an iconoclast of the internet. <laughs> there we go. Producing these artists. So how do you think this album will place in history? I mean, it's it's a it's tough it's a tough to say. I know. it's tough it's to like follow a year up in, with this. But... I know it's tough to follow up. Like, do you think they'll crack under pressure, or do you think? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> I'm just throwing random stuff out there. But like, it's this will be a tough act to follow. I, just, I mean, you've won five Grammys. You know, it sounds really album. authentic though, so it may not be too hard. Like, she's got so many tracks out there too. It may not be too hard for her to do a follow up. I just hope it doesn't do one of those things though, where you'll have some artists who'll hit it big and they'll win all the grammys or whatever and then you won't hear from from them forever like right. they'll just disappear she's like pretty young so i don't see that happening yeah no, i don't i don't mean forever as in like forever but like, like take a five-year break yeah you, like... you look at like adele or frank ocean and people are just like release an album like what the hell are you doing like release <laughs> but when those something. albums come out they're massive yes but i don't know is she gonna i don't want her to become one of those not that i think <laughs> with the volume of music she's released i don't think she will but it's just it's like always, you're young you don't have a family a or kids or anything like that you should just be in the studio get back in your bedroom and so make some music. very upset if she went away to university or something that'd be no oh crazy. no if she's getting her education that's that's okay, all cool good. yeah he supports education <laughs> I, I can't wait for her drug phase <laughs> which starts releasing really dark shit <laughs> really dark stuff but it's the most like it changes music forever she needs more tragedy in her life yeah, things. she goes the Kurt Cobain route. It's like she's a hey, vegan. How come nobody was able to control this? Man, you better get some music out. Uh, anyway, so no, um, we wish her the best. So I guess um, another one. One other random question I wanted to ask: Where do you um, do? You, looking at other kind of like um, what's the best new artists and stuff, and recent winners and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. where do you think she ranks in, in the all timers of those? Like your girl, Lauren Hill's a, a best new artist and uh, things like that with, with miseducation yeah. and all that. And then you have your Adele's, you have your Amy Winehouse, you have your, uh, Dua Lipa one the year before. So it's like, 
is she an all-timer? Is she up there with Lauren Hill and she what she's bringing? Or I is she like... But see, Lauren Hill felt see? that she never released another album. That's true. Like, that falls into that that tr- category, I, I guess. she had a bunch of shit before. Cause she had the Fugees. Mm. Yeah. And she was in Sister Act 2. Back to school or whatever it's called. <laughs> Back in action. And it's, crazy, it's, crazy, and it's crazy whenever you see Best New Artist and you're like, I've been following, like this band okay, for so long yeah. and like how is I, don't she know, I, I don't really look at the awards i have no bear i have no barometer of what that even means i normally like, don't mm-hmm. either but in, in this case i figured it was important just because it's one album she the yeah. first to win all four in the major categories as a new artist that's kind of a big deal and it's weird if we don't talk about I'm it. i'm trying to think about another artist to compare her to like oh she's like oh she's a repeat of this or that but like what yeah what I vibes can't. do you get uh, from other artists you, I, I the only comparison because really... i was listening to this album a lot this year and I actually started listening to it again this week just because it was kind of giving me same vibes was um grimes oh yeah okay which grimes like her newest album. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's because it sort of has like the, it's the not exactly bit. the same, but it still has like the pop element and it's dark yeah. and brooding and it kind of has like the, that sort of vibe to it. But she pushes the boundaries a lot. That's the kind of stuff I'd want to see mm-hmm. Billie Eilish do. Somebody else that I thought of, um, also an indie artist, I thought of like Zola Jesus. When I first oh, heard yeah. this, I'm like that darkness. I mean, it wasn't as like Zola. Well, I haven't heard any Zola Jesus in a while, but um, yeah, it's not as as I would say minimalist. Minimal. Yeah. yeah, it's much yeah. more kind of epic sounding and and more haunting. Yeah. But it, it does follow in the same vein. And it, like what I heard was probably like yeah. eight to ten years older. It kind of reminded me of, like just the minimalist stuff and the indie rock, the XX that little bit. Just yeah, a, just a little bit in there. Cause... Yeah, yeah, because it kind of has like that vibe. Like it's not. It's like. It doesn't have like that pop vibe. Like there's nothing. Yeah. But it is has pop elements, but it just doesn't have that like. Let's throw this on and go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> this is all like let's go. This is. It's almost like a modern like corn. You go to your room and get angry. Pretty <laughs> angsty. <laughs> we listen to corn. Kids today listen to Billy Eilish. This is how it goes. Death of the guitar. Actually, there is one good spot on the album where she plays guitar, which is really nice. I'm assuming it's her, but I guess. Maybe it's not. I know she Phineas. can play guitar. Yeah. She can play the ukulele. She also... I assumed that was her on the album, too, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, how often do you think this album will be in your rotation? Or has it been in your rotation? For me, it was... I, I thought it was kind of new for all of us off yeah, the top, but... The, the whole album's pretty new. To listen to it through like this is new new for me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I found myself wanting to go back and listen to specific songs. That's probably what I'm going to So... Do. That I, that's probably what's going to happen going for like in the future because I was just sort of like, oh, I want to listen to like, wish you were gay again, or I want to listen to all the good girls go yeah. to hell. You know what I mean? Like there were specific songs I was revisiting, mm-hmm. as well as like I said, and when you listen to the album as a whole, it kind of a, helps it makes the songs better. So I think I'll be revisiting the songs and albums. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is I'm going to revisit songs like on my phone, but then it's going to like play the rest of the album yeah. because they're like short songs in two three minutes so um mm-hmm. i'm gonna listen to it in chunks in chunks yeah yeah I, I mean now at least i know the singles so i'm like or not the singles but i know the good songs at least i can talk to people a little bit about Billie Eilish. i feel like there's a whole other part of her that i like her her online presence which i yeah i don't follow i probably won't follow i'll follow the stuff that like is in your face like mm-hmm. oh yeah okay there's a new video that i'm seeing on youtube or or it's on the radio or something like that or when her next album drops i'll i'll, I'll listen to that and see see what that's I like, like how the radio is more in your face than the internet to you yeah well for music it is <laughs> that's great for, that's for, great it's yeah for, for, for music it is yeah um Keep i mean radio just hearing i mean it sucks for it's not a good avenue to find new music because it's like 
it all sounds the same and like it's rare when you hear like a song on the radio you're like oh shit i want to like stream this thing or to download this or something yeah. so i mean it's not good for finding new music it's good for listening to older classics or what people are, are still listening to and if you don't know what to listen to it just forces you to for sure and yeah it just it just, just passes the time while i'm driving a playlist on spotify yeah, i could do, I could that, do that or you could just tune your radio fm i mean i do or listen am. to college radio am. don't talk about it I, I listen to college radio. To I'm AM not. Radio. I'm not all like all in on the edge. I do listen okay. to other stuff, but uh, CGIQ. What is CGIQ? CGIQ. What do they play these days? They still play. Oh, I don't the, know. I haven't listened. They still playing the Strokes and Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, the same indie music from ten years. The pandemic. Ago. I'm not gonna lie. Has ago. changed how I listen to music. So when I when I used to get in the car and I'm like, okay, it's a ten minute drive. I'm, I don't want to set up my phone and stream on Bluetooth and all that stuff. I just it's ten minutes. I'm just gonna listen to whatever's on the radio. Flip between yeah, channels. It's the car. But now yeah. I'm like. You know what? Screw it. I'll take the the ten seconds it takes for you to, to hook up your Bluetooth to your phone, and I'll <laughs> listen seconds. to it like that. Ten seconds. It just does it automatically. Well, yeah, I guess it does. But I mean, you have to put something on your phone, push play. I'm Mine, not, yeah. I don't have playlists. Mine I don't really is set. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even change any settings. Mine is set up that it connects and just starts playing Spotify. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. Well, I mean, the thing is finding what you want to listen to on Spotify. Yeah, see, my thing is, is I choice. always have a thing going, so it just will play. Like, yeah, if, if you do, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I have something going, obviously I'm going to throw that on. Yeah. yeah, but the problem is the choice. Would you With the radio, just like television. It's just there, right? Like, it's at home when I'm doing stuff, I'll just throw on the TV, I'll put it on like yeah. a sports channel, or I'll put it on a channel, and it's just there. But yeah. I'm saying that's what you can do with a playlist. You can just download some, like... Then you got to choose a playlist. No, you just choose one. Like, do download your release radar, or it'll play you... All the new music based on the stuff you follow and stuff you listen to. It'll give you all the new music. Just have it run through that. Gives you new music. You're saying the algorithm's better DJ than the DJ. Good that... things about it. No, but I'm saying the radio <laughs> is fine. But the radio is like you're gonna hear the same song over and over and over again. Sure. Whereas if you download the, a playlist based on your taste, I ag- I agree completely. I'm just playing devil. I know. I know. Yeah, no, I'm just telling you about. I'm just how saying. I, I... That's my. That's what I. I do that. I'll put on my release radar and. Let the let the algorithm figure it out. <laughs> what happens when you're in a road trip though, and you're out of cell service? If that ever happens, what well, happens I, then? you can download the you, if you if you pay for Spotify, you can download the playlists. Oh right, yeah. To your right. phone. Oh, so you, got, you got me. Got me. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, thought of all of this. There's no reason for FM radio. AM there's radio. no reason for great. No, no, radio is radio is good. Like I'm sure. No, I I, I love to listening to the radio on road trips because it that's when you're forced to listen to new music because you have to tune to weird radio stations. True. <laughs> I'm I'm a channel news. I'm a channel jumper, so I'm just like yeah. there's commercials. I'm I'm yeah. switching it. Yeah, I, I hate commercials. Right on. Um, so I guess any final thoughts before we ask the question? Uh, I'm gonna save my final thoughts for the question. <laughs> I, think, All right. I think we talked about every song. To be honest, I think we covered everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I didn't have any oh, extra think, notes or anything. Hello, Milo. I don't, I don't think we said anything about that one. Oh yeah, I didn't have any notes for it it's though. Two minutes and thirty-six seconds long. Yeah. Yep. I think I kind of <laughs> it has a bit of a different vibe to it, but it still has like the same aesthetic, obviously. But because it's the first track after "Bury Your Friend," where I was saying every right it was a culmination. I, I thought it sounded different enough, and then it goes into "Listen Before I Go," which kind of it's like an evil R&B track. And then just some random trivia, I guess, on the last three tracks. Um, Billy liked the order or the readability of the, how the last three tracks go together. So listen, before I go, I love you, goodbye. She likes how that flows at the end, yeah. so that's why those are in that uh, order. Part of the reason. Part of the reason. I mean, they're just names, right? 
<laughs> Could have been Don't let names control you. Way. Don't let names control you. Um, so I guess we can kick it off. Um, Anise, do you think this album's essential? I think it's way too early to tell. <laughs> but I think for music that's going on currently, like if you're going to, if someone's like, what's pop, like what's popular nowadays, for me, this would definitely be something I'd play for someone. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's essential in that aspect. And it's one of the reasons why we decided to do it i guess was the fact that it she's someone who's new and popular and good i guess yeah but uh no i'd say overall like in the grand scheme of things if it's essential i fucking don't know don't know yet it's too early yeah it's hard this could be like a this album could age horribly i don't know (laughs) who knows but i think as of like music right now it's essential to popular music right now like it's part of the ether she's a big person she's changed she's probably gonna have a lot of you're going to get an echo of this, obviously, in the mainstream, I assume. But yeah, I'd say... We shall see. No, and, yeah, and yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a very similar answer. I was thinking, like, yeah, it's essential for at least maybe a half a year. <laughs> like, I don't know how much more time the songs have before they get old and they're not in major rotation anymore. But it really all depends on what she does next. Yeah, so well, she, she, that's, that's the thing, too, now. With music, it's almost like... If a song is six months old, it's old. Yeah. That song is old. You'll play a song and someone's like, well, why are you playing this as old? It's like, well, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it gonna... <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. That That's not everyone. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, but like the the impact on what I mean culture. Is like, what I mean is not like, because I remember back in the, like in the, in the, in the rock days on Pitchfork and stuff, it was always like flavor of the month. So it was like, right. oh, this is like the flavor of the month. Obviously this has withstood any of that and won in the many grammys but and that's a hint that it'll probably be essential yeah i'll be around she's young she seems really authentic the whole thing seems really authentic already won ton of grammys there's no reason and she's been practicing for a long time not like she was picked up by a record label or something so i don't know where so um yeah i think there's a good chance let's say 80 percent likely to be essential i don't know what do you think corn um i'm gonna say no uh, oh. Just because I don't want it to be the essential. She's only got one album, so oh, I mean, I pretty much. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting yeah, take yeah. on there. Because like, I, yeah, I mean, it's a great album, but I hope this isn't like the best that we get from Billie Eilish. Like, right. I, hope I agree. She keeps going, so I, I agree hope. with Gordon. So that's there. why I want to say say no. Um, but I mean, I, no. I totally agree with what she brings to pop music. I mean, she's kicking the shit out of like what we think of traditional pop music. Like, it's Katy Perry still a thing anymore? Yeah. Like, I know she just had an album come out and she just had a kid and everything is like she? that. But is that <laughs> is this the death of like that pop, like bubblegum pop? Probably not the death. Well, but, it's kind like, of been know, dying. Yeah. It's been dying for a while now. Like, is, yeah. is this like the the nail in the coffin, or is it? Are we going to see that again? Is this like I hope I like the direction she's pushing pop well, music. Had, it well, seems like it kinda, will shift things. Yeah. Well, you kind of yeah. had that happen like with. It's gonna be like maybe a horrible analogy but when uh miley cyrus released bangers and it was like sure it was still like pop but it wasn't bubblegum pop and she was like being all raunchy and gross and stuff or whatever and people were like not sure about it but the music was still good i thought like she was still Mm -hmm. has a great voice the music was fine Mm -hmm. and she's continued and she's still popular today and you have and since then what bubblegum not that i'm saying miley cyrus ended or anything but like what female bubblegum pop artist has really been successful in the last yeah five to ten like in the last little bit it may be that those kind of artists actually are only successful if they're forced into the mainstream and nowadays where it's sort of like 
the internet. You yeah, can, the internet's kind of controlling you can find, what people like. I, I'm thinking about teenage girls like looking for music or whatever. They can find whoever they want, whoever appeals to them. They don't have to. They're, they're not like stuck with this. The and, only options are and, the three girls singing the thing on the radio. Is, they can also go back and listen to. Uh, yeah, they can go back. Bernie Spears and. Katy Perry or whoever like you can still go back that music's still there and it's still the production still sounds good like it doesn't sound dated or anything really well maybe this is an old man talking maybe <laughs> it's like it's it's it probably may. is dated but what I mean is like it still sounds good it wasn't like when we were kids and you listen to stuff from like the 80s and the quality that's true like <laughs> yeah. the music is still well they're using we like yeah, the best technology available yeah. <laughs> at that time yes exactly that's that's what I mean by yeah. that it still sounds good so it's digital age yeah digital age music yeah, I mean, I guess the clo- I don't even know if she's like poppy, but uh, like Ariana Grande, she seems to be really big. But like, okay, she was influenced by this, so it's it's like I don't know. I mean, they're all carrying different weight, and it's good. Yeah, I mean, with with the internet, it's and SoundCloud, it's it's diversifying, so it's not like whatever the record label says. Hey, these are like this is Christina Aguilera, this is Britney Spears. These are who you're gonna see, well, and that's, that's the, it. That's the thing. Mm. Like bigger artists have always done that. They've always like looked at what was interesting going on and stole from it. That's always kind of been a thing. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you do have your Ariana Grande's and your, I don't know, what other pop acts, Lady Gaga's or whatever, yeah. um, Ed Sheeran, like any pop act, I can picture them trying to make a song like this. Just, Maybe not an to, album, but, but like a song. Follow in that, yeah. To follow in that footstep. But again, like wave. we were finding it akin to like Boney early, like Boney Vare. So it's like, yeah. it's not like, it's just new to the mainstream, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. That's an interesting comparison though. Ariana Grande, because she, there is a bit of a darkness sometimes in her music, but yeah, that kind of thing. What sets it apart is well, she has a lot more R and B in it, and yeah, and it seems a lot more gimmicky. Like it's about a vocal line that she can sing really well, or it's about some like weird little hook that kind of sounds a little strange. Um, Yeah, she's like like because. Obviously, Billie Eilish has a great voice too, but I feel like she's deploying it completely differently. Yeah, it's like more like Billie Holiday, like the yeah. vulnerable. Cra- her voice cracks sometimes, and, yeah. and that's that's the appeal. So if she yeah, if stuff- she did like if she started riffing, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, it's stuff <laughs> that we doing? saw, like we heard like uh, um, Amy Winehouse do, or even Lady Gaga when she had that album with yeah, uh, what's his face, that old Bennett, yeah, Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett. yeah, or Chino. <laughs> Or Chino, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that nice I mean, well, I jazzy mean, voice. Just, I mean, just leading up to this album, like, I mean, reviewing it or whatever this week, that's why I wanted to listen to, like, Lana Del Rey and, and Lord just to see, because they were the ones that kind of came before, shortly before. And it wasn't, yeah. like, going into the R&B side of it. It was more kind of in the rock electronic sensibility mm-hmm. of it. Um, so, I mean, that's why I felt more comfortable going, listening to those two or, uh, mm. and and... I don't know. Alessia Carl seems to straddle that popular. line. Yeah, she's more popular. I mean, she did have that. That first track was was pretty sweet with the yep. uh, glory box sample. That oh, was yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, I haven't heard too much else from her. But I know she brings like a vibe that a lot of a lot of people that age are are certainly into. Yeah. Are we too old for this music? Because it feels like are we yeah are we, cre- are we well, for like well no this no album? what I mean what I mean no not that we can't like this album but what I mean is that it sounds like we're all down with the sound and like you were saying like like Alicia Cara I like some of her songs or Lord where some of us were saying we like her music or Lana Del Rey or whatever but like 
it's, none of us yeah like we're not like we're hyping this we're not the, we're not i guess we're not the audience is what i'm trying to say yeah. um it's so the like universal appeal so it's like yeah it's cool voice. the fact like the fact that i would can go back to this i guess says something to that aspect but like i think her voice opens up the market yeah. Like, it's just, everybody can find that kind yeah. of thing appealing. No, it's not super showy. No, what I'm either. saying is, like, we felt we like it, but I don't know. You, I guess you were the, the most on it. But for me, just, like, I like this music, but for some reason, I, like, neglected to follow up. Well, they're not marketing to you. Yeah, and, yeah, I so. guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, like, I'm too old, so it's like, oh, this is good. No, great. It's, it, you just like music, man. It probably is too old for a lot of people our age. Yes. We're, I mean, we're too, out sorry, of the, we're out of the 18 to 34 demographic now, yeah. <laughs> as we all just turned 35. Just slipped out of the <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that point where we won't, we won't even know. It'll, they'll be, like, five albums in and we'll be like i have no idea who this famous pop star is <laughs> and realistically I'm i think like i that. think as long as you're authentic and you're bringing some sort of personal realism to to whatever you're singing or whatever's in the song it's factor. always going to ring truer to yeah. a, a younger audience right because it's something anybody. they can understand or yeah to if anyone it's right? authentic it just you uh yeah you can relate to the artist you start to form a relationship like that first question you ask <laughs> yeah. with, with the artist whereas if it's clearly fake or it sounds like somebody else wrote the lyrics for you or if, you know it sounds like they're trying really hard to appeal to a particular person not so much being honest or you know open. yeah that, that was like not to like hate on lana del rey but that was just the thing when i first saw her it was just like the sound mixed with her look the way she was singing like just even like the way the music video like the production was made to look all just everything well, she kind of had yeah her everything career, about it just yeah. seemed like based on what i'm trying to trying too hard based yeah. on what i yeah what i've seen about her is like she, she kind of had like a false start because she wanted to go as like a solo artist as like lizzie grant and then it kind of she kind of reinvented herself and then as lana del rey that's when everything kind of started taking see off the, see and that? then people are like well her dad's rich like she's got support from all these places like is she real and see, that's that was, where that was sort of the in. strokes argument too where it's like they're dressing like fucking bums, but they're all, they all come from money. Yeah, but but it's just their style. That was their style. I don't think they were like faking anything no. or. It's not like yeah. just because your aunt made pants, you're gonna get a record deal. Yeah, but if you well, I guess to, you're if Albert you're, Hammond, if senior, you're reinventing yourself though, that makes me think that you're just making shit up. <laughs> so yeah, then it, that's yeah. the fakery. That's but the like, fakery. The first three albums, her first three albums, I really really enjoyed, and I guess the most well, recent one was okay. I, but like like what's her name? the guy from Blackies? Hmm. He produced like the, the Ultra Violence, so it's like his beats over her singing. Yeah. Like that's not bad. But, yeah. but I think that that's p- part of it is like. That that we enjoyed about this is like Billie Eilish. It's stripped down, stripped down. It's her, her singing. Where it's like my first introduction to Lana Del Rey is her name isn't even Lana Del Rey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. She, which like other not that other artists have done it, but she's trying to give off this vibe of authenticity and like some classic. I don't know. You can be artistic like that. It, it's hard it, to. I don't know. It, maybe it, I'm just being. You gotta do it for the right reasons. Like, uh, do, are they creating? Is Billie Eilish creating an aesthetic on purpose? With this album, yes. Yes. But, but so was like she, Lady Gaga, and I didn't ever really have a problem with any of yeah, that. Yeah, like, is she doing it but purposely? I could see Lady Gaga never really stepped in, like, you would never consider Lady Gaga rock in any kind of way or have some sort of rock sensibility. That seems like it was always kind of pure pop. Well, early on, I'd say she was kind of, like, when you watch, like, like when you listen to that early album, or, like, watch any of the early shows when she first started, like, her live performance, it was very much just like a, 
like an electro pop artist. Yeah. Even just like how it sounds. Like catchy now. dance tunes. Yeah, but they're, so they're really catchy and they're really dancey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the difference is if you're doing it to appeal directly to a particular audience and it's obvious, like, and it's not. But if you're just, if it seems like they're they're not doing it, like Billie Eilish isn't doing it to appeal directly to a particular audience. She's just kind of being her. They, they're creating yeah. an aesthetic that's art. But it's not marketing. You but I guess I mean? that that was one of the issues with um, Lana Del Rey was almost like that aesthetic was made to kind of fit in with what was going on. Yeah, if it of. seems it's too much on the marketing side, you start to you can you can taste like, you, the advertisement. Because in the, the indie scene, you had like your twee pop that they kind of already had that look, or like you had a lot of the indie rock that kind of had that same aesthetic and stuff. Mm. So now you have this person who's coming in and intentionally taking that all on and give packaging it and selling it to me as yeah authentic yeah it's i don't know i don't maybe i could be completely off i don't know enough about her but just that's how that's the vibe you get though. that's yeah. the vibe i got at the beginning and then when i found out like i that that's what it was i was just sort of like eh. words with billy Eilish is like whoa this is like it's literally her and her brother just writing songs and singing them it just seems more authentic yes so yeah there yeah you go. i mean is that is, is authenticity important when you're listening to music it no it, i think it can really help an artist though like if you, because if you use can, it incorrectly, it's, it's people terrible. can detect it when you're when you're faking or you know what I mean. Like you think about the relationship you have with an artist. You want to believe it's real. Like you want to believe that your image of them is real and your connections are real. But if you start to find out it was all fakery, you kind of like maybe don't care about that relationship side of it so much. And maybe the songs like, don't mean so much. It's like finding out Ellen is burning babies in the back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing like on screen. <laughs> it just loses its appeal. Yeah. No, or maybe I just don't like her and I'm just trying to find a reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Lana Del Rey fan. Like, I mean, I listened to it this week and yeah. I liked what I heard space strictly on the albums that I listened to. I knew nothing about Lana Del Rey going into this and without doing Billie Eilish this week, I would have never, probably never gotten into Lana Del Rey or listened to it at all. I yeah. think, I think it's just like the indie rockness in me that I come as like a skeptic to everything where it's like, that could be. where are you coming from? Like, what is this? Like, why <laughs> do you sound this way? It's like finding out like the singer of a band is like putting on a British accent or something. Oh it's yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. that's not their actual voice or they were in a punk band, but now this type of music is hot. So they're jumping on that. They just completely successful changed. with this other music. Yeah. So it's like, totally. There was you, this band you, I played with years ago, open, uh, open up for, in Toronto and we're they, in the bonus material now. Yeah. And they're they're all wearing they're all wearing sunglasses and this is super dark club on stage and like just like playing surfer rock stuff and I was just like take your sunglasses off man. Like this is just it was, just, early, it was hey, actually well, early the, interval. The music wasn't good. So it was just kind of like you guys are about this style more yeah. about more than the notes you're playing. So it just kind of comes across as fakery. That mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. the vibe I get anyway. Mm-hmm. People it reminds like me of a story that I heard uh, Harry Connick Jr. say on a talk show once. He said he was doing some benefit, and there was, like, all these artists in the back and stuff. And he's like, Kiss was performing. He's like, yeah. I see Gene Simmons. He's like, I look down. He's like, I see the boots. You know, he's wearing, like, the leather and, like, the whole suit with the makeup. He's like, and I kind of, like, looked up at him. He looked right back at me and said, 
It's all about the music, man. <laughs> <laughs> but they make more yeah. money from not music I than know, they I do know, the counter argument. That's that's but that's but that's uh, fuck. That's the world we're living in today, though. We're living in a kiss post kiss world where you have Travis Scott selling fucking hamburgers yeah. from McDonald's and merch from McDonald's. <laughs> You're gonna grab the Travis, which Scott is burgers. what it is, man. Make your money, but Uh yeah, it's too bad that everyone you know, else has done it. So bad that people just don't buy art buy cds i remember uh can you even buy cds there was like an interview i think this was uh black francis or frank black whatever um said this because he was like going on tour for like pixie stuff and they weren't at the time they weren't releasing new music just touring the old songs and they're like He's like, well, aren't you going to write songs, like new songs now? And he's like, I made the art in the 80s. I'm making the money now. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It's the way of looking at it. Hey. I mean, those... Because, well, back no, in the day... they're making music now, which is, I think, pretty decent for an older band. But yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's I mean... Some time. Sometimes you got to cash in on that, right? Like, if you were if, if you were influential more than you made money, I mean, it, why wouldn't you capitalize on that? It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Exactly. Thanks for listening to the Essential Albums Podcast. That one was recorded in July. Here's your warning. Get your suicidal thoughts ready, because next week we cover Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Watch out for new episodes. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. And give us a follow on Instagram at the Essential Albums Podcast. Original music by Ryan Dugal and artwork by Vincent Tran. Before every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> after every meal. And after every meal. Ugh.